Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 256. Grab your crucifix. Wow. Yeah, because we're still riding that Freddy Krueger train. Choo-choo. I thought you were going to say grab your crucifix because that's what we're still riding. Like... I just think the exorcist. And oh, like we're not. Yeah, we're not doing nasty things with our crucifixes. We're holding mm. them tight because Freddy Krueger is in our dreams, scaring the shit out of us. And uh, we are doing that here on the B Movie Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. Right now, we're going through the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series. So it'll be pretty easy to follow what the next movies are going to be. And you can stream all of those on Shudder right now. I think that's the only place you can find them streaming. Uh, otherwise, I think you probably have to rent them on like Amazon or something like that. Or get them on DVD or Blu-ray. They're probably cheap as fuck to get a Blu-ray set of all these movies. Probably. probably it's probably like 20 bucks. Uh, but anyways, or if you already have them. Most people have a lot of these movies. So you can also reach us on our social media at Movie Breakdown at our uh, email address bmbpodcast at gmail.com if you have a movie you want us to watch uh, that you made or just suggestions send them there uh, if it's one you made or had anything to do with please know we will be honest so uh, don't get your feelings too hurt when we discuss the movie if the movie is pure trash so hopefully you don't send us trash and hopefully it's something that we love and enjoy because it's happened lots of times and it's great it has uh, so uh, one quick shout I want to make since it is the start of October in horror movies uh, our friend Ben Didles of the uh, Neon Brainiacs podcast and who also BPO Films made the movie um, Slaughter Drive that we yes. watched last year during this time of year is it when did. we kind of yeah. that whole thing happened and uh, so please check out Slaughter Drive it is an awesome movie I think you can find it on Amazon Prime Video and uh, it's a great low budget horror flick so check out Slaughter Drive uh, Nick before I get to my top 10 monsters Yes, and I've got a list for you, but not tonight. Not so, tonight. We'll get to them. It's okay. You'll catch up. The hyping is still. Yeah, we're gonna keep still making the it. hypes, of course. But yeah, it's it's it is it is the season of spooky times, which you can also find your spookiness, get your spookiness fixed by listening to Weird and Fear, the podcast I do with my good friend Zach, where we discuss monsters, madness, and mayhem. That podcast is coming up on a one year of existing. Time is a bizarre thing. Right? Time is. Mm -hmm. And so for season, we'll call the second year, it's season two. So to begin season two, let's just say we're going to be going over a good chunk of creatures, monsters, entities, people with powers that we have discussed over the past year, and they may or may not be interacting with each other in a bracket-type format. And will we crown a champion of these monsters? Which one can beat all the other monsters? Well, that awaits you. And we're in feared wherever you find podcasts. And you can, of course, find Weird and Feared Stuff, Instagram, Facebook, and myself at Scatterville Stories, also on the Instagram. But monsters will be finding monsters. And I will tell you right now, we put the bracket together, and it's absurd. 
There's monsters that should not be fighting other monsters, and it's out of control. Because, of course, we'll discuss who be two on the episode. That's what it'll gotcha. be. Just see. And then more things will happen with that. But some of these combinations make no sense. <laughs> I'm and sure. And it's great. <laughs> so that's that's a weird and feared thing to get ready for. Weird and feared season two. Well, that's like some of my monsters. They kind of don't make sense. Two of them actually probably should have been on like the paranormal supernatural list, but I didn't have that list in mind at the time. For those who may not have missed, or for those who may need a reminder, what what lists are coming at us tonight? So I've already done top ten scary guys. I've Correct. Done top ten scary girls. Uh huh. Now it's top ten scary monsters. Okay, and what what is the disclaimer with the monsters? That they're not aliens. <laughs> they're not animals. And they're not robots, or they're not... Well, they were... I could, could say, I guess, they're not supernatural, but two of them kind of are on that line. Sure. I wasn't thinking of the supernatural one when I made the monsters list, and I didn't feel like going back and editing sure. the uh, the category, uh, the list. So, I do have a number one. Okay, we'll get there. <clears throat> we'll get there. So, we'll start. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the darkness from the movie Legend, which is essentially, he's like Satan. Yes. Remember, it was yes. in Legend with Tom yes. Cruise. Tim yes. Curry uh, plays the Darkness, which is basically He's, like this yeah. amazing version of Satan. It's like the best movie Satan is the Darkness from Legend. He is. I mean, that's. It's so funny. Like these two roles that Tim Curry is so known for is like the dark that character and then yeah. Pennywise, which is similar characters, both makeup oriented. Uh, so another one. That I'm gonna throw out here is that would kind of be in that same realm would be deadites. Yes. But they're like monsters. Monsters, right? They're zombies, but they're not. But they're like, but they're like so many different things. They have deadites is almost like it's like a it's like a um god if I knew how to actually properly like um, it is like supernatural. No, no, it is. But I was just like how like you know different offshoots of like animals, like a dog's an animal, a turtle's an animal, right? A snake's an animal, right? But they're individual animals, but they're all animals. Yeah, but, but Deadites, there's all different kinds. Deadites as a whole, from the, from Evil Dead to Evil Dead 2 to Army of Darkness to Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh-huh. The entire span of all the Deadites. They're everything. They're everything. And they and especially in Ash vs. Evil Dead, there's some amazing Deadites in that series. Uh, as a, even more amazing than when they were in the movies. I need to finish that. Haven't seen all three last... seasons are on Netflix. <sighs> all right. Uh, unfortunately, only three. But... That's right. It's it more than it's more than we could have even hoped for. Right. We never thought we were ever going to get anything like this. No. And, and for the longest time, it was another movie. Three seasons of a show was way better. Right. There was the remake. The remake's all right. It doesn't I, hurt anything. Yeah. Because it does what it does what I like. Yeah. It's different. It is different. Uh, it's very gruesome. Yeah. So uh, now we'll move on to my next one, Tarman. From uh, Return of the Living Creepy Dead. Creepy guy. He's so cool. He's a monster. He's a monster. And zombies are monsters. Zombies can are be monsters. monsters. I wouldn't call them creatures. No, they're more monsters. But the Tar Man, he's very much like a monster. Like yeah, yeah. He, he, but he's my, like one of my favorite zombies of all time. He's, he's good. the Tar his Man eyes from and Return of the Living Dead. Skull head. Yeah, he rules. Uh, the next one, Gremlins. Yeah. Great monsters. They're monsters. Uh, and then you have Frankenstein's monster. Classic monster. Truth. I have a few classic monsters on Truth. here. Truth. Uh, also, Dracula. Monster. I'm going to go just classic monsters. Yeah, they're, they're like yeah. sk- uh, werewolf, wolfman. Uh-huh. And then uh, the gill man from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, 
Honestly, out of all those old movies, the classic ones, that's like the scariest one for me. He's the coolest. Because he's so creepy, especially those underwater scenes. Because that's like a dude just in that suit swimming underwater. And it's so creepy in the Uh the water. Uh, Also, The Fly. uh, Jeff Goldblum as The Fly. Very uh, scary monster. Especially when he's in like fly, uh, yeah, fly ultimate, time. ultimate form, and he's uh-huh. just like, but even but when he's like in between, and he's yeah. just like super strong, breaks that guy's arm, like arm wrestling and stuff, just very scary and out of control. My number one monster, yes, graboids. <sighs> number one top a, scary monster. That's a bold choice. Graboids. Well, I mean, they can turn into two other forms. True. They evolve. True. Shriekers and ass blasters. Yeah, yeah, but also just by themselves, graboids. Very. Yeah, yeah, you know, as a kid, you'd look around, look at big rocks, just in case. Yeah. You'd be like, just in case. Ground starts shaking. Just just in case, I can get over there. Thing comes up out of the ground. Eats you. Yep, and in my house, I'd be like, basement's got the basement's got a lot of concrete in it, right? Right. Right. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Graboids. That's my top. Number one, scariest it's a good monster. Choice. It's a good monster choice. So I'm sure there were other monsters I could have thought of, but maybe some will be in my aliens list that you thought would have been what should have been the monster list. But I do have a top ten scariest aliens, which uh, love it. I do have an honorable mention on that one. Of course you do. And then I do, and I have my top ten scary animals. With just animals? Oh, I know. Okay, right. Like animals from... Yeah, I get from, it. Right, from film or from, from film. media. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah. Captain Scary Robots. Nice. Stuff like that. So, Good. Yeah, we got all we got those, those, those lists coming too. Very exciting. So, uh, but anyways, this week on the podcast, like I mentioned before, we're going through all the Nightmare movies, and this week we're doing Nightmare on Elm Street, a Nightmare on yes. Elm Street, a Nightmare on Elm Street for Dream Master. It's the best of the worst B-movie breakdown 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 Are you ready? Are you ready to rest in hell? No. I'm not. No? I don't want to rest in hell. Not for the rest of your days? No. I'm going to rock in hell. Is that, is that what you, something you say to like your worst enemies when they die? Rest in hell. Rest in hell. R-I-H. Is that what you put on Facebook? Is that what you put on the internet? R-I-H? Usually, or celebrities you hate when they die? Wow. Yeah, that's something you do. R-I-H, this person. Next person that dies... That I like despise. R R I H. What kind of person do you despise? I mean, there's a few. You want to name names? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna put that out there because I, I don't want anybody. To, I don't want anybody to die. So I'm not gonna name names. This, is that just what you wish for though in wishing wells? Sometimes. And I wonder what uh, I wonder what at the end of this movie that Alice wished for. Probably get banged by Dan. I mean, that's a given. That was already going to happen. Even if she didn't wish for it, I don't think she had to wish for that. I hope he asked her first, though. Well, I he mean, didn't do it. I would assume Dan did not seem like that type of guy. No, Dan was a good dude. He was like the typical jock character. He's like a non-character. He's, he's just he's just in the movie. He is just in the movie. He doesn't do much. And if I, and if I remember correctly, 
His demise is not good eventually. I do recall his demise. I believe it's I very thought bad. it happened in this one. You know, you gotta have a whole and movie of hype. Dan hype. I now remember why it doesn't happen in this one. And but I do remember his death. It's not good. It's scary. It's a very intense death. It's, I think it's one of the more intense ones that happens in, in the next movie. But what the fuck does Danger deserve what's coming to him? He's a non-character. He shouldn't have left his friend at the dinner table. I mean, if he didn't leave, he probably wouldn't have been roped in with this and maybe not even be involved to where he could die from Freddy. He would die eventually. Dan was thinking with the Dan in his pants. He's all about Alice. Yeah. he's Did, Well, he had another girlfriend. Did he? Debbie was his girlfriend. No, the girl, remember where she's like, Dan, what are you doing? That was his mom. It was not his mom. This was his mom taking him to the driver. It was not his mom. We never saw her again. We never did see her again because he, he dumped her ass that night after he visited Alice at the diner. They went to the drive and he's like, that was, Hey, Betsy, like, it's, it's off. His mother's name was not Betsy. It's not his mom. That's his mom. <laughs> Look at that actress. That actress was at least... 10 years, that would be a bad mom. Like 20, 10 20 years at older. Least eight, at least 18 years older. <laughs> she had one when she was 10. At least 18 years older. Jeez, Dan's mom was at least either 18. a big whore or got raped. 10 year wow, not, I'm not having this conversation. I'm just saying this, what are the other options? I meant to say 18. <laughs> 10? Yeah. No wonder Dan is the way he is. He's raised by a ten-year-old. <laughs> he just he doesn't know proper etiquette at restaurants. That you just don't ditch people when you go out to lunch with them. And we ne- like it seemed like there was an important conversation him and Rick were having, yeah, and they do we yeah, never we, even we, get back to that. I have to assume it was something about Alice, like being with, getting with Alice. That sounds like a, that's, that feels like a cut scene to me. Yeah, it could be. Like they had a talk and they just decided this is. Worthless character stuff. There's a few cares. times in this movie where you feel like some like things that could have been maybe explained a little bit further just don't get. No, it feels like it's. It does feel like it's a collection of scenes. It's not that cohesive. No, it's not. But it, but the one thing that it does do good, it does build Alice. Good. It does. It does a good job of building that character. Right. Every other character, the uh, Jesse Spano type character, um, and whatever the girl from the last movie, kind of there. Punk rocker girl, like sure. Debbie, I was her name. I didn't it's know that her name until we looked it up. The uh, the black girl, what was her name? The nerdy girl, Sheila. Sheila, yeah. I see. I don't even. They I was bar- looking for it. They, listening for it. They barely said her name. Truth, right. and she died. It's yeah. just like, at least you get to. At least you had some people from the last movie still in this one. Yeah, they just carry it through the narrative to Alice. Yeah, which is which, is fine in a sense. In horror movies, it's very rare where you're going to get a lot of the same characters. Right. I feel like the only franchise that really does that was Scream. They end up dying off here and there, but you get a lot of those characters through all four movies. Right. A lot of the core characters do stick around. It's true. And I'm trying to think of another horror franchise where you got... Uh, obviously not the bad guy because the bad guys well right. uh, scream not really it's a different person every time right but like in most movies you get like a Jason Freddy Leatherface Chucky type but even in- Andy he sticks around in most of the movies what's he in Chucky Chucky yeah. he's in one 
one through three. Yeah, and then he just lives a happy life, huh? Then he's not in Bride of Chucky or Seed of Chucky, but... I don't need to hear about it. Things well, happen. I'll watch, yeah, I'll watch all of it. It's fine. Yeah, but... I'll go through all those at one point. Yeah, but, but that's like a different type of continuity where, you know, things were... Not the same. Not the same, but the, he's the only character, though. You know what I mean? Like, you're not getting bleed over in, like, Andy's... Well, not mom, because in the second one, she's already out of the picture... Um, because bad stuff happens. Mainly just craziness. I think they just say that she puts him up for adoption, things oh. like that. So, um, but yeah, it's like you don't get too many characters that bleed over, like core girl, like a group of characters. You'll get onesie twosies, but not like this movie had three from the last movie all carry over and, and actually show up. You know, you could have had the doctor from the last one, too. That, I, mean, yeah, I would have thought that would be the first person Kristen tries to get a hold of. Right. When shit starts going on. Some guy who has common ground, an adult. I mean, by the time things kind of get ramped up, it happens real fast for her. You know what I mean? She's still having these, like, dreams and going back. She basically is the reason why he comes back to life. Absolutely. She, she just couldn't leave it alone. But did she could not leave it alone, or was that him... Whispering to her from beyond hell. Right, it's like a, I think it's like a little of both, right? You know, he's still there. He was in the house at the end of the last one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the doctor could be dead for all we know. That's true. He could have died. At this uh, point. But yeah, it's like he's still there in that little bit. But because he is still there in that little bit, she can't stop yeah, thinking he's, about he's still it. Still there. He's a. Spirit. But not even. I think even if she if he wasn't really there, flickering that light in her head. She just wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it. So she goes back to that dream world where she has total control, you know, and just keeps, you know, mm-hmm. poking the fire there. Freddy's waiting. To where eventually the fire does ignite again when it comes out of a dog's penis um, in the form of pee. <laughs> Good sense. Well, I could have said like the dog's cock, something like a really <laughs> like absurd. You could have, and then you did. And then I did. And then you did. And then I did. But yeah, a dog peed fire in this movie. Yeah, resurrected Freddy. Yeah, the dog's name was Jason. In real life, its dog's name was Jake, but it was credited in this movie as the dog. Always so bizarre. That's a weird one though, because it had a name in the movie, right? But its credit was not its name. Yeah, just the dog. The dog. So, was that worked? Was that like a, Was that worked in and like in those scenes just as a cool nod to Jason? Like we'll call the dog Jason. It, it could have been. It doesn't uh, have this, an a- in the script. The dog doesn't have a name, so now we're gonna call it Jason. Yeah, it could have been an afterthought. Like, oh, we're gonna call it Jason. But still, you could have done the credits. You do the credits after you film the movie, so no, you still could have. Those those are done before the movie. <laughs> those are just that was waiting for the for the film to go it over. Was part of, it was part of the dog's contract. That he had to be called the dog. The dog, right? He's like, I'm sick of having names. I'm the dog. But then he went on to make one more movie and had a name. Yeah, man, I'm not the dog. Yeah. I'm not Jake the dog. Unfortunately, um, R.I.H. Jake the dog. I'm Nick the human. You want the dog to rest in hell? <laughs> Did you just <laughs> say this poor dog? This dog's been dead for 18 years. This dog's been dead for at least 20 years. At least, if not almost 30 years. 
when was this made? 88. Let's say, just say 20 years. You think he lived a little bit longer than, I think so. than this movie? We don't know how old he was during the making of this movie. Look up the, look up Jake the dog. I, it's Wikipedia. not listed when's how old bir- he was. When's his birthday? Well, I don't know who he's married to. No, I don't want the dog to rest in hell. I'm just he, joking. You want him to suffer in hell. There's no resting in hell. Yeah, I mean, Jake was a piece of shit. <laughs> he's wow. A, he's a bad dog. You can't call him the BD word. Yeah, he was a bad dog. He was being influenced by his supernatural demon child killer. Yeah, but what about his other other times when he wasn't being... He bit a dog, bit a woman. That's what I mean. He was influenced by Freddy. He peeing, was scared. Peeing fire. He was being manipulated. Barking real evilly. Yeah, it was... Is the, that a word, evilly? <laughs> sure. People make up big words, all made up words all the time nowadays. Evilish? Yeah. Maybe that's the better word to go with. Evil-ish. Or evilly. But regardless, Jake the dog uh, was a bad dog, so... Yikes. If that's uh, if happening to Jake the dog, it's, uh, you know, in doggy, d- the, doggy hell. Like actual Jake the dog, not the character he played? Yeah. All dogs go to hell. <laughs> Why haven't they made that movie? <laughs> that's like the horror version of it. All dogs go to Still hell. Still animated, but a horror version. Jeez. Of it instead. All dogs go to hell. Yeah. I, all dogs go to heaven. I used to watch the movie a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. Sequels are a little weirder. I don't remember the sequel as much. There's more. There is. Are there more than one? I think there is. I remember there being one that existed, but. Uh, I want to say there's three. Like, three total. Two sequels. That's oh, my guess. Really? Yeah. I mean, director, director, video shit. Obviously, I remember, I remember the main dog's name was Charlie. Mm-hmm. You're right. Right. Voiced by Burt Reynolds. Cool. And Did... then in All Dogs Go to Heaven too, it was Charlie Sheen. Charlie played Charlie. Dog blood. Yeah, that's weird. That's when he became. I don't remember the second one at all. Really. Was yet. there a third one, or did I misremember? There. Uh, I thought there was. So in this, in the All Dog series. Yeah, it's funny because like, uh, oh, some of these movies have the same look that were around the same time. These like non-Disney animated movies. Yeah, and you can. It's funny that all uh, the com- people who did the music and some of the production companies did the same. Like Land Before Time, Rockadoodle, they all kind of have the same like feel to them. Um, but then there wasn't All Dogs Go to Heaven two, which was a theatrical sequel. Then there was All Dogs Go to Heaven the series. Interesting. And then there was an All Dogs Christmas Carol. So it was a Christmas Carol, but with dogs. That's fine. It's a timeless story. So it was not three movies. But it was more than two installments. I did not know there was a series. Well, I'm sure you're going to download it right now and watch it. Uh, Yeah, there was three seasons of it. That's what I meant. So, you know. But and uh, interestingly enough, we were talking about the the It audiobook. Sure. And Stephen Weber does the um, narration for that. Yes. And Stephen Weber did the voice of Charlie in the All Dogs Go to Heaven series. Cool. But so, do they come back to Earth as angels? Because the whole point is the dogs die. I always thought that was a thing as a kid. Like this is just a movie about dogs dying. Yeah. It so is. Like, so, like, are they just angels then? Angel dogs? I guess. I don't remember. I don't remember the movie that much. I remember it was like 
The, he had a little... You said you watch a, it all the time. I did, but I don't remember it much. I remember there was a dog, Charlie. I got that right. Then there was his friend. Yeah. His friend, Tommy. Itchy. Close. Uh, as I'm reading here, Itchy Itchiford. Not a very good... That's uh, enough. Well, Charlie's, Charlie's name is Charlie B. Barkin. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is. Charlie B. Barkin. Charlie B. Barkin. Anne Marie was the little girl. I do remember that name now that I read it. I remember that that was a uh, thing. And then the bad guy it was Killer. This it was went. Killer and then Carface. They just went for it. Carface. Carface Carruthers. That was the main bad guy, and then like the other bad guy was Killer. Solid dog names. Solid dog names. Wasn't there an alligator in that movie, too? Like a gator? There was like a character... Remember, I had like a toy, whatever. Yeah. Whatever Happy Meal right, connection it's a there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. Uh, I remember I had a gator toy from there. Anyways, I don't know what this has to do with Freddy Krueger. No connection. Uh, you want dogs dressed in hell? Yeah, because dogs resting in hell. There's really no. There's no true. We could probably find a connection in some sort of seven degrees way, but uh, the connection is the fact that dogs die and Freddy kills people. Yeah, Freddy. Freddy might have killed dogs too at one point. He, I don't know if he was like a Michael Myers type. He was. That starts that way. Killing animals first, you I'm think? sure. Yeah, I'd say so. Maybe he just always killed kids, but even when he was a kid. <laughs> okay. I'm sure he killed animals, too. Maybe. Maybe. He was cutting up, like, things. You see what he fucking does in his dreams? How creative he is? What was he? He was probably, like, nailing frogs apart to, like, walls and shit. <laughs> Cut it open, nail its limbs to the wall, and then who knows what he was doing. Yeah, and put like a, I don't know, put a cat's head inside the frog's body. Right, and then put the cat's torso inside the dog's butt. Oh my god. As it was alive. Jeez. This is like, I mean, Freddy's a sick guy, but that, that's like just Are like, you kidding me? You don't think that's in his wheelhouse? That's like another level of weirdness. He he's t- not like weird, he's like creative. That's not even being creative. That's just being like fucking wacko. This movie could be called, he would be called wacko in these movies. One, two, wacko's coming for you. Wacko. I'm looking forward to your horror franchise called wacko. Oh, I might get some like, uh... What? I don't know, I probably can't call it that, right? Because it's like Animaniacs. That character's name was Wacko. I guess if I spelled it's it differently. A, it's this different character. That's copywritten for a character that looks like that. Wacko can be a different character. Yeah, he'll be like... Can't just compete. He's going to look like Freddy. He's going to be a fat guy, though. Like Think, think like about like a fat Freddy. That's Wacko. <laughs> that would be Wacko. Does he still have a Christmas sweater? Yeah. So you this, this is so you can call him wacko, but see now you're not going to infringe on Animaniacs. You're going to infringe on Freddy Krueger when he he's not going to have the same Christmas sweater, but a Christmas sweater, like an actual with actual trees on it and stuff. Yeah, like an ugly one, like one of those ugly Christmas sweater like things. Is he going to have a glove hand? Is he going to have a glove hand? He's going to use a variety of different weapons because he's a wacko, but he will have a glove. It'll change. I hate wacko art. Sometimes it'll be knives, fingers. Sometimes it'll be like chainsaw fingers. Chainsaw fingers? Yeah, because he can do anything. Oh, that's right, because he's wacko. He's wacko. He's crazy. <laughs> he's, that's... That'll be the title. That's the, in the poster. That'll right. be the tagline on the poster. It'll say, it'll say wacko. He's, he's crazy. crazy. <laughs>
and it would make it it would make a decent amount of money. People would go to see this horror film. <laughs> it's wacko. Yeah, because all the marketing for it would be like very ominous. It's wacko. He's crazy. And all the marketing would be very like you wouldn't understand what's going like what this movie really is about, what's going on. It would make you feel like you're seeing something like very like cerebral. Yeah, very like And you show up as just a maniac. Yeah. So it's total swerve. Yeah, people think they're just like, oh my god, whack, can't wait to see Wacko. So people are so pissed then? And that's what is a good franchise to invent? That's a good idea? I feel like in my head, like, Wacko is just Freddy Krueger and the Joker combined into two people. Well, that's how, that's how you sell it. That's how you pitch it. Yeah, it should come out now, because, like, Joker's coming out now. I know. And it's, like, Halloween time, Freddy Krueger time, so it's, like, Wacko should be re- being released, like, next weekend to... Right on the coattails of, uh, of Joker. Is he a spirit or a human being? Is a uh, wacko? Yeah. Well, it's like kind of like he's not Freddy, where he's just in dreams. No, I didn't think so. He can manifest himself so he's into a, the real world. He's a spirit. Yeah, he's, but a, you, he's but an you entity. Can, but you can see him. Good. So maybe you need to get the Ghostbusters to like take down Wacko. The Wacko Warriors. Wacko Warriors. I was going to call them the Wackers. The Wackers. They're crazy. <laughs> That's when it's the family of Wackos. Oh, you got to meet his family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meet the Wackos. That's part That's part four, though. That's when we get to part four is meet the Wackos. I, we're just, I'm just like barreling, just snowballing here. You want to know why? Wacko franchise. You want to know why? Because like, honestly, what are we supposed to do? Talk about each individual killing? We can. I mean, the, it's not a complicated movie. No, the, the movie's not complicated. And the movie's all right. It's it's interesting though. This made the most money. Did it? Out of any of the. I honestly, movies. I honestly like the second one better than this one. Um. Overall. Yeah. Do I love Alice? Yes. Yeah, and I think that's the hard part for me because I, I like the Alice character. But, so, and she worked at the Crave Inn. What does that mean? Wes Craven. Who's that? I don't know, guy. Is this a dude? Yeah. Do, don't you mean Stephen King? You know who that is? Who? You're talking about Stephen King? You don't know who Stephen King is? No. He's Steve King. He's a Iowan Republican who's a Nazi. Oh yeah, that guy. He's a, Steve, Stephen King is. Or yeah. Has, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's a good. He's a good. Yeah, dude. he's not. He's, he's nope, a good dude. No, he's bad. Um, bad guy. Stephen King tweeted about him. Oh, well, I mean, Stephen King is a good dude, not yeah, Steve King. But Stephen King asked the people if I would have voted him out because he hates being confused with that guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> who's confusing? Who's confusing that? Nobody knows. Nobody thinks that Steve Stephen King is in Iowa and is in office. Nobody thinks that. Dummies think that. Google searches can confuse sometimes. This is true. That's the But problem. nobody calls Stephen King Steve King. No, you don't do that. I'm sure even like close friends probably don't call him Steve. No. Esteban. Esteban Jesus. That's uh, his code name. Esteban Jesus. That's what they call him. <laughs> wow. No, you mean Jesus. No, Esteban Jesus. Is uh, that a character of your wacko franchise? Esteban Jesus? It's interesting that this is the highest... Uh, the year that this came out, this was uh, not only the biggest grossing film for Nightmare on Elm Street, but it was the highest grossing horror film that year in 1988, and the highest grossing film for New Line Cinema. So, and what does this? When does this one take place? Like 1992? Well, yeah, the last one was 90. So this is probably 91 because they're still in school. Yeah, she's still in high school. So, it's not, so it can't be that long, that far away. Yeah, and this was 
this is the highest grossing Nightmare on Elm Street movie of all time. Not including Freddy vs. Jason. Right. So of the Nightmare movies. It tops the charts. Uh, tops the charts. Which makes sense, though, because coming off the heels of Dream Warriors... Right. Yeah, you're in it. Yeah, and you, right. you're being told... like even in, I wonder what the trailer would be interesting to see that, because it's like, what are they promoting here? How do they promote it to like make you know that Kristen's coming back, but like... How did people feel about it being a different actress? Probably the same way we'd feel like, oh, what? like, or were you were they okay about it at the time, or or back then could, could people even tell people apart? I just feel like there's a time period where people just didn't. I mean, because people nowadays don't pay attention to things. Like, so how many people didn't even make the connection? There's a different person. Yeah, true. I Be- guess it's just they just figure it's replaceable. But again, if if somebody's not gonna, you know. Come back to do it. You got, and you right. want to continue the character. You could have just not had Kristen come back, but then yeah, it's but like they a slap wanted, in the face. Well, they wanted to use that power. That's right. What they, that's what they, that was the crux of getting to just pretty. introduce Alice would be like what after spending all that time with Kristen and developing that whole character. I mean, you're not going to bring her in for at least a chunk of the movie. I mean. Ugh. Excuse me. I mean, in the third one, they introduced a slew of new characters. I like the gradual introduction, though. Because we got to see all these murders as opposed to, like, we'd just be getting boring stuff with, like, Alice and her dad. Yeah. It, it would, and her brother. It would just be yeah, weird. It would be like two. Right. Where you're just introduced to a brand new character all of a sudden. Right. And Jesse's, Jesse's story is kind of boring. He's, right. he's just like, I'm a whiny because my parents are weird and we, like we've addressed this we meet him when he's been already having Freddy dreams so he's already starting to get yeah. twisted I just mean he's whiny regardless of that it's judgmental yikes uh, but but again you're, you you meet his mom and dad and it's like boring it's like boring like you're saying with what they could have done with Alice his bird explodes yeah you could have just just been weird like that but you know before I mentioned uh, Freddy, when Freddy comes back to life he the dog pisses fire. You did say that. And that the dog apparently during fire. when Rennie Harlan, the director of this movie, was writing this, um, apparently he he had was kind of friends with James Cameron, and Cameron had asked him, "How are you going to bring Freddy back to life this time?" Right. And I guess jokingly, kind of Harlan had said, "The dog pisses fire on him, and he comes back to life." And so he cut. He kept it. And he ended up keeping it. Ended up putting it in the film, but the way well the way him the way Rennie Harlan and Robert England always looked at it was that the dog paying fire onto Freddy was like that the dog is a hellhound. Perfect. And that's how evil Freddy truly is. I thought you said that's how evil Jake the dog is. You're glad you you rests in hell. Well, that too. That is like one hundred percent. Yeah, it's Freddy in- would have a hellhound. He'd have access to that. Yeah. I mean, he's a top. He's an upper upper tier being like in hell like he's not just slumming it with like your normal demon no yeah there's other shit going on it's uh it's interesting it's interesting as well too like this being Rennie Harlan making this movie uh before this he had just made one other movie called Prison it looks like to be a horror movie but after this he went on to make action movies cool uh Die Hard 2 Cliffhanger uh Long Kiss Goodnight Deep Blue Sea I guess that's kind of like a Horror? Horror-ish uh, type of thing. 
But uh, also Cutthroat Island. I don't know if you remember that movie. I don't. It was like a pirate movie. It was one of like the biggest box office bombs at the time. Ninety five is when it came out, and it was made. It was made for so much money. Uh, I remember. I remember it being such a big deal. Like I remember wanting to see it so bad. Yeah. Uh, when it came out, and I, I never. I don't think I've ever seen it. It was Gina Davis was in it. Matthew Modine, Frank Langella. And yeah, but it was one of the biggest box office bombs at the time. It was a uh, ninety-eight million dollar budget, and opening weekend it made two million dollars. Oh no! And then total gross U.S. was, or total gross was ten million dollars. Oh my god! We should watch it for the podcast because I've never seen it, but I remember oh I remember the God. poster because it looks so. The poster looked cool as fuck. Uh-huh. It looked very Indiana Jones esque. Sure. And uh, Gina Davis was obviously in a ton of movies in the in the in the early nineties and like yes. Long Kiss Goodnight is one of them. And uh, yeah, I remember just being promoted so big, like being going to the movie theater and seeing like all the promotions for Cutthroat Island and being. Very excited for it as a kid, and then I this never no. saw it. And I don't, I don't think I ever rented it. Wow! So this never corrupted you. This is a this would be a fresh take. But uh, but it, it's funny because I wanted to see it, and I at the time I don't. The time wouldn't have known in '95, like '96, probably would have came on video. Being ten years old, I wouldn't have known about how big of a bomb it was. No, you but have... I just it just came and went, and like never. I remember I remember there was like a video game. Sega Genesis, like most, there always was had games back then. But yeah, it was uh, known for it was uh, it was and often blamed for killing the pirate movie. Until it didn't. And, until it, Pirates of the Caribbean right. came along, which was like two thousand three. So right, and almost the, ten years later. And then Pirates of the Caribbean killed the kill pirate, pirate movie. movie. That it, yeah. Because one of it was, but what what other pirate movies were there other than Pirates of the Caribbean? I can't think of other pirate movies. There was that Black Sails show on Stars that was supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. It was a show. All I can think of is pirates. That just, it's not a pirate movie because Captain Hook is a pirate. Hook was before all these, though. Right. What year was Hook? Like, 92. Jesus, is that old, huh? Yeah, dude, Hook is old. It's weird, it's weird with a movie like Hook. There, there's a lot of people that love that movie. There's a lot of people that really hate that movie. 91 was Hook, by the way. Damn. It's close. A lot of people hate Hook. Hook's good. I think it's people that were like older at the time, like maybe like teens or early 20s. Those are the people that now look back and hate Hook. Or movie snobs. Steven Spielberg made, made that movie. Sucks. I don't know. Some sort of stupid stance on... Hook being not good, not a good movie. It's not like the cartoon. Oh no! But yeah, it's just, it's just I thought it was interesting though, just to mention though, Rennie Harlan, Die Hard two, Cliffhanger, these action movies yeah. of the nineties, oh. and then, uh, but then he went back to like because he did Exorcist, the beginning, The Covenant, and a, and a wrestling, uh, real like related thing that he had done. He did Twelve Rounds with John Cena. Cool. The first Twelve Rounds was a Rennie Harlan flick. Cool. But he's got that to his, uh, list, glad. his list of credits. Good for him. Yeah, good for him, sure. Why not? Uh, but I don't know what we were getting at in this movie. Oh, just the dog pink fire and Alice's whole, like, kind of like... Uh, but this movie definitely does get more of the campiness 
of Freddy. Oh, absolutely. We're definitely getting, he's just like one-liners here and there. Yeah, he's there. The end of the movie, though, gets kind of intense. It does. Uh, a little bit more intense than the rest of the movie. The, the deaths are, other than Debbie's forgettable, uh, Sheila's, hers is all, I do remember that one because of her like body. like Sure. But it's like, it happens so fast. Well, that's what's weird about. But I mean, then he kills. Uh, he kills Joey in the waterbed. Joey in the waterbed. That one's memorable-ish. I, I remember it. Kincaid just gets just, stabbed. He just gets stabbed in the jump. That whole that whole set piece is very elaborate. The oh, junkyard the cool, set piece with the right. cars sliding everywhere and trapping him. And yeah, maybe we've just gotten used to things to because like those things aren't. When I say them again and look back, but I just there's you you have no. This is the problem with this kind of a horror movie. There's absolutely no attachment to any of these characters, so you're just like watching things happen. No, you were attached to the characters from the last movie, so when they once they die, you know what I mean? You're like, mm. they did an okay job of building Alice up until that point, so you're kind of connected to her, but like Rick, you don't give a shit about him. He just looks like some Scott kid. He's just uh, Alice's brother. Alice's b- brother. And then everybody else is just, they're all, like, expendable. They don't do it. Like, at least in the last movie, they all mattered. Whether right. they died or not, they all mattered. They all had a role. They all, Except yeah. for maybe the, the kid in the beginning, Philip, who died with the... Right, but even he had, the, he, he had some good lines before. Yeah, he had some good lines, but, like, he, he, didn't, like, he didn't, like, matter to the plot. He wasn't fighting. He wasn't... He was, he died before that happened. He's the insta- He's the motivator. Right, but after that, though, everybody else like mattered a lot. They did. And this time, everybody's expendable. I mean, even if Dan died, you didn't need him to stay alive. No. Alice is the one you need to stay alive and be the, you know, right. defeat Freddy, in a sense, uh, in this movie. Which, like, she's this weird, she's like an air filter. Because the soul passes through her to get to Freddy, remnants of their personalities or things they were like, things they were a fan of, sticks into her and made her like a super dream master. And I do like that part. It's cool. And I also enjoy the fact that, well, because also we talk about how Freddy keeps getting stronger. Well, duh, the more souls you have, obviously the more strong. Because the soul, I mean, it's like a spiritual nuclear reactor. He's powered by, by spiritual nukes. He's very strong. And the way she gets those powers, too, is because when, when Kristen dies, she goes to transfer like her powers to bring people into dreams yes. to Alice, but it yes. goes through Freddy. They're linked. It hits Freddy and goes through him and comes out the other side. And then it hits Alice. It does. And so I think that's like that how... That links them together. That links He's the souls, because it went through his like body, the like, souls... That die into him getting powers. Uh, but one thing about Kristen is, uh, did we mention this yet? I think we did. Being played by a different character. We did. Or a different actor. Uh, Tuesday Night is the actress who plays uh, Kristen this time around. Now, do you think she was born with that name? or it's Probably not, name? because it also also says she was a, like a singer, musician at the time. Got sang it. Sang the theme song, the main title song. Cool. Uh, by the way, that song is all right, but the best song out of this movie, which is not even played loudly, it's only played in the background in the diner, is Love Kills by Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Yes. I uh, highly recommend checking out the music video, because there's a sweet part where Vinnie Vincent uh, has the guitar, but like is in the Freddy 
like sweater and then the glove and like plays the guitar like shreds the guitar with his glove pretty sweet sweet scene of the uh, music video there but uh Patricia Arquette not coming back I guess it's just I don't really I haven't seen the documentary in a while the Never Sleep Again which we mentioned a few episodes ago yes but nobody really knows why she didn't come back there's like a few theories has anyone asked her some people had said that um her agent asked for more money and New Line wouldn't give her more money because she was getting more and more roles. Right. Um, it was also said that she was pregnant at the time of filming and her child, but her child was born in 89. The movie filmed in early 88, so that may or may not have been a thing. Um, she was not, wasn't really pregnant yet until a little bit into it. And then she was uh, also in another movie that was released in 1988. So they think the more thinking was like she had a commitment Probably. to another movie, and like they wanted to right just get it out. Let's we gotta we gotta keep this going. We mm-hmm. can't we don't have time to waste. No. So you're not you can't come back. All right, I could see it being two the, the two of the things. Probably both the yeah. money thing yeah. and the commitment thing because she's getting more roles and things like that. So. Um, it definitely definitely makes sense but yeah the uh, Tuesday night no offense to her in this movie but not probably the worst performance I mean uh, thus far in any of the movies and I really Jesse that guy I think that really just grinds my I don't know just so whiny and just like I don't know but anyways uh, I think her performance is the worst so far out of anybody's performance the lines Obviously, she didn't write them. Delivery is horrible, and the lines sometimes are just... The lines are not good, man. Just even just, take my powers! It's not good. It just, yeah. That's what you tell the dumb people to tell to explain what's going on. Oh, she's right. transferring the powers. Oh, I get it. Instead of showing me, you're just going to tell me. Cool, guys. Cool, cool decision. Yeah. Cool and job. Even, even the guys who played Joey and Kincaid, uh, they weren't thrilled about Patricia Arquette not coming back. I'm sure, and they 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 admit they like showed it in their performance. Like, but like, yeah, just uh, even though Kincaid did have some good like motherfucker lines, he did, uh, like he did before, it uh, you know, just because well, well, because then it's almost like oh, like we came back, but you didn't. So like, are we not as cool as you, or like, because we showed up for this, or you, you know, this we are able to work this into our schedules, and you couldn't. So true. Very true. It's, um... I don't know. It's... Yeah, this movie's it's fine. It's alright. It's the addition of Alice and the way she daydreams and things like that. And the way she can access other other people. And, th- and this time, she's not even... She is the dream master in the sense of... She's not necessarily pulling people into her dreams as so much as she can access other people's dreams. Right. She's a key. So I do like... I There are things that, I, that they put out in this mm-hmm. movie that I like. Alice and everything about her I like I like the power she has I like the way she deals with Freddy at the end uh-huh. I do like that that kind of the battle that they have it's good and it's a little bit more of a physical one than there's, than there's ever been so far with Freddy you know most of it's just like mind games and things like that with him and she kind of goes toe to toe with him for a little bit and then you know the way she defeats him and with the souls and like the stained glass of the church 
and the souls coming out and like reap that that whole sequence that made that effect and now, I like how they even used clearly like a pool where people were in as they yeah. look like the chest. Yeah. I thought the effects were really good. They it, were it, fun. It, even when Debbie's death, when she turns into like the Gross. the bug, is that's easily the most brutal death. It's very, it's very grotesque. Uh, her arms when they split, the skin just ripping, is very that that effect is is fantastic. It's gruesome. And when she turns into the whole bug and the torso, that is that is great. And but the, the the effect of Freddy though when the arms coming out of his head and all the souls are trying to escape his body, the one thing that I forgot about this too is like I'm glad that the souls like they just leave. Yes, and it's not like oh these people are back alive. No, they're dead. Because like that would have sucked. They're just going back. That's a, home. that's a good decision there to to not. I could see some. I could see that being a thing. And somebody probably would threw that around too. Like oh when they leave they're alive. They could have came back to life. Yeah, and uh, apparently. During the production is when they decided how to kill him. So they had no idea what they. Yeah, eventually during a meeting they discussed that all the possible ways to kill, uh, you know, kill a villain or a creature in a film: shooting, stabbing, burning, etc. Then they realized that all the methods they were thinking of came from external forces, and they yeah, decided God, to do just the opposite: come up with a way for Freddy to be killed by an internal force. So the souls. And it's they keep that uh, that Dream Master poem. That's recited throughout. Yeah. It's a little counter to Freddy's the Freddy's song, the yeah. Freddy nursery rhyme. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I like that. I like that they, it's not like your traditional like. Evil's diff- got to see its own reflection. Yeah, that he sees it, and the souls see it, and the souls escape, try to escape from his body, and eventually causes his demise. And yeah, like I said, it does bring some good things to the table, but it's just an alright movie. Mm-hmm. It's not the best of the series. It's, it's not just, the worst I of the series. It's, it's a movie. It just is. Uh, it's a. It, it, but it's unfortunate that the, that's how you feel at the end of it, and myself too, because the character of Alice is great. Yeah. Like we, they did. They actually did one good thing with this movie, where they brought in another good. Like they had Nancy yeah. and Kristen, and now we have Alice, and they're all great characters. They are. They're all solid, good characters. I agree. With great building and great like powers now. We're now you know we're dealing with more supernatural mm-hmm. type things, and we're going further into it. And we're already starting to lock down the fact that if you survive one movie, you're going to die, and the next one you right. come back. We're like, lo- that's that lockdown's happening. And then, yeah, but then we're moving on to next movie, Dream Child. Yep. And uh, but Alice is still fully involved there. She is. So I, I kind of like that they, and Lisa Wilcox reprises the yeah. role. So we still there's no issues there with like needing to the continuity to, is to move on is cool. So, but um, next week on the podcast, it's not going to be Nightmare on Elm Street. Little Five. little reprieve. Little reprieve. Uh, we're going to take a little break from the Nightmare movies because, Nick, you're going to be out of town. I'll be away. You'll be away. So I'm going to uh, have some sort of guest on the show, and we're going to dive into yet another after-school special. I was trying to find one that would more lean towards Halloween time-ish. Could you or no? I couldn't really. I could be like, a real-life nightmare. This person got raped or has AIDS. Uh, but, oh, wow. Because, I mean, that's a lot of them. It's like things like that. But what I found was also in the world of the after school specials, there were also the wonderful wonderful world of Disney specials that are like the same type of thing. Sure. And or the weekend movie or after, they were some of them were more after school movies as well. And they 
you know, they get into more of sometimes some some were animated and some were movies that already existed and they right. just show them. But some of them are like weird and some of them similar to like what we watch with Mr. Boogity. They came uh. from that world. Uh, I'm not going to watch a Mr. Boogity. This is actually one that I, I I'm sad that you're not going to be able to watch it with me. But but it kind of goes in the same line of uh, Freddy and dreams and imagination and nightmares and things like that. So what is it? Because this character does look like something from a nightmare, and it is an imaginary uh, friend of a character of a of the main what? character. I've never seen this, but I've seen the pictures, and it's very frightening. It's a fi- it's a uh, film. Uh, you find it in full on YouTube. It's called Fuzz Bucket. Oh Christ! <laughs> and uh, it's what fuzz bucket. And it is. This is what Freddy's nightmares is made of. Is what fuzz bucket looks like. I can't imagine if he talks in the movie. I'm going to just well, be very upset and sad. What does fuzz bucket look like? I'll, I will show you a picture of fuzz bucket since you're not going to get to watch the movie. It's only a 45 minute movie too, so it's a short, a short one there. So you have Fuzzbucket. Oh, no. Fuzzbucket looks like that. Oh, no. Yeah, Fuzzbucket looks like that. When's he going to rest in hell? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That looks like something I wiped out of my ass this morning. So I mean. It's something of nightmares. Uh, so, you know, it is It is something oh, wow. of nightmares. Fuzzbucket. Oh, why? And oh, yeah, he's being cool. <laughs> he's got his little sunglasses on. How cool is that? I don't know what to expect from this. I've never seen it, but I found it. So you get to miss Fuzzbucket. Thank God. I'm sure you feel great about that. I feel real good. But about we wouldn't. It. We wouldn't, wouldn't have been watching it anyways because we would have been watching Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Right. But we're gonna take a yeah short break from the Nightmare series and hop back into it when Nick gets back into town. And uh, so next week on the podcast, you can watch it in full. It's Disney's Fuzz Bucket. Great. The it's it, it's the perfect thing for this time of year. Have for, fun, for just everybody. Pure nightmare fuel. Have fun, everybody. If you just really want to just like have the worst nightmare, like Freddy is one thing, but this thing is going to give you worse nightmares than Freddy ever could. I'm sure. Maybe I'll just stream it and listen to it on the way down. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> or on your that'll be maybe on your way back, you'll be able to hear the episode with Fuzz Bucket. Oh, that's possible. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So there you oh, go. Fuzz bucket. Fuzz bucket. So yeah, that's next week on the podcast. My guest is to be determined, but we'll figure that oh, out. Oh, TBD's coming out again? TBD. Cool. Maybe it'll just be me in a closet. I hope. Uh, just talking about fuzz bucket. What you should do is you should record, you should just write yourself dialogue and talk to yourself. About fuzz bucket? Uh huh. Like react, like you have a conversation and then just react to yourself. But just write my reactions out? Well, just so, so it seems Scripted. like you're talking back and forth. All right. Like, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Two cores, one podcast. But I'll probably just have somebody join me instead of just being that very weird and creepy. Two cores, one podcast. Two cores, one podcast. Fuzz bucket. Oh my god. But no, it'll be another... Two cores, one fuzz bucket. Next week will be our second after school special because lessons are learned in fuzz bucket. It is a lesson learning type of uh, movie. Kid, lonely kid, things Uh. like that, imagination. Uh, So there are some lessons learned there. Uh, So for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Yep. That's Nick. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst.